Before we begin the show, uh, I'm so tired, we want to do a quick disclaimer and talk about uh, the situation in Palestine right now. I don't know if you've heard, but right now uh, four Palestinian families are about to lose their home because settlers have just moved in. Uh, it's a horrifying situation that these people are in. Uh, if you're wondering what you can do, uh, please raise awareness more than anything, because especially like uh, to American viewers, if you're able, please write to your congressman or woman about this situation and that you do not want money for the Israel Relief Fund, which in turn is one of the reasons why this can continue on happening. It's been happening since the 40s, and this is still going on today. Uh, this is one of the reasons I, a Palestinian man, live in Denmark and not in Palestine. <laughs> And hopefully in the future, like we we will see some change. Uh, so please Google the uh, Sheikh uh, Jarrah. That's S H E I K H J A R R A H, or just Palestine in general, and you'll see the how the situation is going on now. But for now, let's get back to our pop culture bullshit. Hugo, take it away. Uh, there we go. So, yeah, important to put that out there before we get into the show. Um, but there's no easy transition. So uh, welcome to the I'm So Tired podcast, where usually we are so incredibly tired. But this week, we're going to wake the fuck up because we have a city to burn. Hell yeah. <laughs> so this week, <laughs> this week, we're talking about uh, cyberpunk. I beat cyberpunk in two weeks. I thought it was going to take me much longer, but I got really obsessed with the game. So we're just going to do a full-on uh, deep dive spoiler cast uh, thing. So this was Inshallah so, 1.2, which turned into the Night City Report, and now it's just yes, a review. Turned, yeah, just beat the game. I guess I, I got through it much quicker than I thought. <laughs> so um, before we get into all that, uh, Islam, you've been playing a bit of Resident Evil 8. So I wanted to ask you, what are your uh, impressions so far. As soon as, soon as you said Resident Evil 8, uh, the hairs on my neck just stood up. <laughs> that game was way scarier than I thought it was going to be because, like, looking at the trailer, I was like, oh, tall, sexy vampire lady chasing me around. It's not just that. <laughs> that game is, like, legitimately terrifying. Uh, I'm not good with horror. I beat Resident Evil 7. Uh, right. Which yeah, is pretty I'm, scary. Which is pretty scary, and this is like the same vein as that. Like it's is as scary as seven in many points, not all mm -hmm. points. Uh, I would say the castle is less scary. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing a lot of like impressions online, specifically people keep talking about this one moment in the game. And I don't know what this one moment is, but apparently it's so freaking scary that a lot of people just said like they just noped out of the game at that point. They were like, nope, oh, I can't do this anymore. Uh, so I'm. Like, legitimately dreading that moment. Whatever that is, I have no idea. That being said, it's basically more Resident Evil 7, but it's in a village. So the gameplay is like the same, where you basically brought you this character, Ethan Winters. Uh, you're looking for your daughter. It's not a dead game, you know? Of all games are yeah. dead games nowadays. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you just like... Last looking... game, you were looking for your wife. This game, you're looking for your daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the wife gets killed in like the first five minutes. This isn't even a spoiler. What? It's in the, it's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. It's like the first thing you like, see in the trailer. The whole last game was about saving this woman, yeah. and then she just dies at the beginning. Yeah, and and it's Chris Redfield that kills her, which is like, wow, what is going? What? On? Why is Chris? 
<laughs> and Ethan, who is like this, the sort of main character in Resident Evil like Seven and Village, he has like almost no emotion. So he's like, Chris, why? <laughs> Please have a more visceral reaction. And it's so funny yeah. that he's just he's just a guy. There's no <laughs> like he's just a dude. Well, there is some exposition this time around that he has had a military training this time around. Oh, okay. Because Chris has been training him, which I'm like, okay, then why did Chris kill his, kill his uh, wife? wife yeah. yeah. But yeah, what we'll a game! Like, yeah, uh, why did he? And yeah, you have to go look for your daughter, go for this village, and you you've seen the trailers. Big lady chasing chases you. Her daughters turn to flies and shit. It's it's grotesque and it's very like there's like a lot of like disgusting scenes in that game where I'm like, mm. ooh, this 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 isn't this isn't uh, nice. But I'm having fun playing it though because I really like uh, the exploration part of Resident Evil games. Uh, I really like like looking around, scrounging for weapons, ammunition, and uh, like checking off the maps. Especially, is so satisfying when you see like, oh, this part is blue. I found every single item in this part of the castle or the village or whatever. And I'm very much looking forward to going back into it. It's one of those games where I promised myself I will only play it on stream, mostly because I'm scared shitless of playing it alone. And it's funnier when you have people with you that are like cheering you yeah. on. So I will be playing it. Uh, Maybe after we've recorded, I'm so tired. Uh, mm. Even though we have, uh, Jackson did request that we react to Elon Musk and SNL, so we can do that, and then maybe I'll I guess play you can some. do that as well. And I might play it tomorrow because Willie, our good friend Willie, uh, was the guest last week. He mm -hmm. actually also started. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna start streaming first and foremost, which is great. Oh, cool. uh, so his oh god, what was his uh, Twitch name? Willie Art M, I believe. Willie RDM, right? Willie RDM, yeah, I think so. Willie RDM. Yeah, Willie RDM. Yeah. Him. No, no, it's, yeah, Willie RDM, sorry. Follow him on Twitch. He's going to start streaming from uh, Monday, the 10th of May, I believe, where he's going to do his first Resident Evil stream. Uh, and he, and he's like, I don't think he's even played two, and I know, like, remake. And I know he wanted to play, but he was too scared. Mm. scared. Oh, okay. And this looks... A lot scarier. Yeah, it's really ARDM. Sorry, it's really ARDM. Yes. Okay, fair. Yeah, this is scary. I don't know why he went like in with, I would say start with two remake because two remake is scary, but it's more like tension scary, Name. like uh, yeah. stressful. But also it's so silly. That it's yeah. Not oh, this is silly as well though. Like there are many parts yeah, where I'm like, yeah. Because like then at one point some dude from fucking Bloodborne shows up with a hammer. It's like, is this Father Gascoigne? What is that, going on? Yeah, that guy looks like Father Gascoigne. I saw him in a trailer. Yeah. He just looks like Father yeah. Gascoigne. Yeah, and he's like, oh, look, I have like fucking weird uh, abilities and shit. And like, what is going on? It's, it's very silly still. That's the thing. Uh, that I, I still enjoy. It has that Resident Evil silliness. It's not taking itself too seriously. Which is what Resident Evil needs to be. I would say so far, I've like about two hours in and the game is about 10 mm. to 12 hours uh, based on the reviews and what i've read online this game takes some crazy turns like calling it village apparently is a bit of a oh is it even misdirection. that misdirection apparently it's way crazier than that. i believe like the last trailers which they had like some shots of yeah i don't want to get into spot in case people missed that trailer because i, mm. I kind of wanted this surprise but there were like shots where i was like this is going to be mm. an extremely weird game, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. Pretty as fuck, though. Uh, and also, I think... I Because, like, when I was streaming it, uh, I sometimes got some frame rate drops. 
And apparently it's because I'm, so you know this like thing I do. So if you're a video listener, you know that uh, my background usually like blurred. Apparently that takes like some GPU power. And because I'm streaming using the GPU for that as well, my GPU couldn't like keep up with all the rest of the bells and whistles. Because when I'm playing, it's so fucking optimized this game. Because when I'm playing on the PC on my own, I, I'm playing with ray tracing on in 2K and I'm getting like 90 FPS per second. 100 oh, FPS. Wow. It, it jumps like yeah. from 90 to 120 FPS. That's 2K with ray tracing. So it's super optimized. And apparently like the recommended... I mean, that engine, that engine is just Exactly, that the was best. my po point. Because apparently... You don't even need like a beefy PC to like. I believe your P your laptop can run Village actually. Oh wow! But you should play it on the PS Five, obviously, if you want. Yeah, to I play would play it, on but, the PS Five. But my yeah. point is, like, you could if you if you you wanted to. But yeah, that engine, like, look at the latest Monster Hunter dude on like Monster Hunter Rise. That's running on, Switch, on the. Yeah. yeah, that's running on the RE engine on Switch. A lock thirty. People say like it's running perfectly for the Switch as well. That engine, I don't, I don't understand those wizards over at Capcom what they've done. But yeah, it's, it's like, and we've talked about this before, talking about they'll make Rise Five. Yeah, for wildly different games as well. Like they make totally different. One is first person, one is third person. One is a very slow yeah. game. One is a super high, high speed action game. Then there's Monster Hunter. They're doing different things with this same engine, and for yeah. some reason it works with everything. And yeah, and also what a company Capcom has been lately, because. I feel oh like yeah, the last every... four years they've been amazing. Yeah, because when was oh, like twenty seventeen is when. Uh... Yeah, twenty seventeen yeah. was Resident Evil Seven, I believe. I think from yeah. then on out yeah. they've yeah just from been Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, because people then not like Resident Evil Six. Uh, I think yeah. some has come around to it because they they're playing it for what it is. You know, kind of like how we watch the Star Wars prequels today. Because let's be honest, they're not mm -hmm. good movies, but we have so much fun watching them. And I think a lot yeah. of people are playing Resident Evil 6 that way now, that they're playing it with a, oh, this is actually kind of funny, more than anything. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, yeah, at but least... Yeah, at the yeah. time. Yeah. At the time. Oh, fair. Yeah. No, I, I, but at yeah. the time, I mean, it wasn't well-received, obviously, because yeah, what it was. It was kind of a dumb action movie while the other ones were going for more attention, even though they were extremely silly, as we said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess that's it for our for Islam's uh, Resident still, Evil Village impressions. I'm still very early into the game, so yeah. that's why I uh, I don't have like much to say yet, other than I feel like again vibe is very scary. It um, graphically, it's very pretty, and so far the story is like get go get your daughter. That that's the story. Yeah. Like, so I'm very interested. Kind of yeah, I'm very interested to see like how it ties into the whole Resident Evil mythos because all these games are connected. And mm -hmm. the thing about Resident Evil is there's no like supernatural element. Oh, there are like supernatural elements, but I mean, it's always rooted in science in the end. It's always like, oh, there was this virus or this guy did this thing. Yeah, and this I one mean, has vampires and werewolves. And... Yeah, and it's like, okay, I, I can't wait to see what fucking virus got to these people and why they turn out the way they are, but... Yeah, because I feel like it's going to continue doing that. Uh, they're mm -hmm. gonna, there's going to be an explanation for all this. And I'm so excited to see what crazy-ass explanation they're going to come up with for this one. Because uh, most of the stories are, are stupid, but that's what I like about it. Like, they're not serious mm -hmm. at all. Uh, they're very silly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, 
but now for our main topic, uh, we're going to go full on with Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the game that only me and Islam like. Hell yeah. Welcome to the future, Hugo. It's time to talk about uh... Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, before we start like actually getting into the game, I think it's uh, we should start by just discussing a little bit how the game launched. Uh, obviously, I played it now, so I waited uh, five months before I actually played it. I waited for patch 1.2, as was the joke. And they also yeah. after 1.2, they also released 1.21 and 1.22, which were also like 25 gigabytes each. Yeah, they were so, insanely big patches. Yeah. So it tells you how the game actually launched, especially on console. And you played it on a pretty beefy uh, computer. Yeah. So obviously our experience with the game was much different than the average person who bought the game on, you know, Xbox One or PS4 uh, when you still could and and got a pretty pretty terrible experience of the game. So we were not we want to acknowledge uh, the state in which the game launched and say that it's pretty terrible. Um from my point of view it's very much a situation where the gaming industry as a whole is just a broken uh, industry um yeah. led by uh shareholders who do not understand anything about video games or the industry they're working in and with a lot of management in big studios that uh you know get gigantic bonuses for overworking their staff into oblivion and releasing broken unfinished games um i do believe that the game despite that is really great uh i, I love this game uh but if it was delayed for a year, it would be could be one of my favorite games. Like very clearly, this game isn't finished. Even now that on PS5 where I played it, it runs well. It like very clearly there are moments where I'm like, oh, this is completely broken. It's not. It's not a finished product. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, I I just want to acknowledge what is great about the game. I think most of the podcast is going to be about what we like because we both liked it a lot. Uh, but yeah, the management at CDPR sucks. Uh, the devs are fantastic, and I hope uh, they they didn't get too much harassment for this because it's not their fault. Obviously, they had to launch this game uh, in the state that it was because they were forced to essentially. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. And just to add on top of that, I just want to ask you what if you think this game and the huge backlash that the, the release got will. Kind of serve as a cautionary tale going forward it uh, very much industry. serves as that because especially if you look at the like let me give you an example of like the pr on this game and how insane it was because when yeah. red dead redemption 2 released for some reason cdpr they were like okay we're going to issue a statement and their statement was that their game is going to be at least as polished uh, yeah as uh red dead redemption if not even more polished yeah it's not even just like I, I make fun of Red Dead a lot. It's one of those games I like to make fun of. I will never <laughs> yeah. sit here and say that game is not... If anything, it's too polished. Like, give me some bugs yeah, to make fun of. <laughs> polished to perfection, pretty polished much. To like... perfection. And for some reason, they went out and said, oh, yeah, well, our game is going to be even more polished than Red Dead. It's like, why? That's why are you doing this? The team yeah. is small also. also. I think a lot of people forget. This isn't like... It's still like it's a triple A team. Yeah, but it's not like... 
on, up until recently, this was like an indie developer. Like CD Projekt mm-hmm. was an indie developer up until recently with like the release of Witcher 2 and then later Witcher 3, where they actually got yeah. like their big team. This game for me like, is like... Technically, technically, they still are. Technically, it's they are like an independent There isn't studio, a giant corporation behind them publishing their they're game. They're the giant corporation. <laughs> yeah, they're the giant corporation now, but they, I think the issue is they grew too fast and management just got in over their heads. And made got terrible decisions. Way over it. They made, like, as you say, terrible decisions from like PR standpoint, terrible decisions of what they chose to show of the game. Because, yeah, like the E3 demo, everybody knows mm-hmm. the E3 demo. Like, that demo is a freaking go watch it again. It's still amazing. And the year oh, of yeah. our Lord 2021, it still looks dope. And that part is still in the game, but it just looks better. And for me, like, it's so crazy because the whole idea behind, like, CDPR was, oh, we're there for the gamers. And I feel like that's the thing. Like, they kept talking about how, oh, we're that company that we, at one point, what was it? This, we leave greed to others. We're not going to yeah, have this microtransactions. After the Battlefront 2 backlash. And it's just They were so, like, oh, we need to yeah. shut up. Just like, shut do up. a good what game. The, yeah, just make, just make a good game. And I feel like a lot, including myself, kind of got wrapped up in this because like they were the only company because mm-hmm. if you look at what they did for Witcher 3 they got so much goodwill after the game because they were like oh, yeah. oh here's a bunch of free DLC there's a yeah. bunch of updates content updates they went and kept changing the game even uh, playing mm-hmm. like an original Witcher 3 and Penguin like even the, the menu is different from how it was when it released to how it is now they even changed the menu that's how much like care to put like it was yeah. almost a game as a service but single player uh, but at the same time, I think we forget sometimes because of the how Witcher 3 is received and has been received and how it's remembered um, that the game launched in a relatively unstable state, especially but on console. But not as bad as this, though. It was not. It was not. And I feel like as bad, that's the like, big difference. Not as bad yeah. as this. And I feel like we got so used to polish now because a lot of more like studios start to like care. Because think yeah. about like when Witcher 3 released. What other big game was Bloodborne? Yeah. On that generation of consoles. Like, there were no, like, really big games. And when they were, they were like, what? I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition? 20, 2015, to be fair, was also the year of Metal Gear Solid Five, which is one of the most polished games you'll ever fair. play. That's true. But that's just Kojima. He, all his games yeah. are, like, super rock-solid, 60 FPS, amazing graphics, whatever. But it, it, yeah. it's an exception. Like, it... Yeah. Certainly, it's the same year as Fallout but, 4. Fallout 4 wasn't polished at all. So it's like. Yeah, so I guess like people were like kind of used to the fact that, oh, if mm. you're going to play an open world game, this is this is part of the course, you know? Yeah, there's going to be this, some, bag, some bugs and, it, and some polish problems. At the same time, like one thing I was like, I was wondering like why CDPR didn't put up a season pass with Cyberpunk because I was willing, like legitimately, I was willing to buy it with the oh, season yeah. pass because the season pass for. Uh, Witcher 3 is like the best value you can get out of a season pass. You got two expansions. Oh, yeah. One expansion was basically an entire game with a new map. And it's not only an entire game, but it's a sequel. It's like, oh, yeah, it continues it the story. It's so good. And the first DLC did you was like this small, like they added like area to the main map. Mm-hmm. And it was this like small story, intimate story. It just worked. It was such a good story yeah. with the with the dude that you met apparently in the beginning of the game originally. Like, oh, you're mm-hmm. here. What? What's going on? It was a very good story, and yeah. Oh God damn it! And it just and it was, and even and even then, it was like ten hours, twelve hours of story, and twenty five hours if you're doing all the content in the DLC. So it was an amazing deal. 
and for me, like look at that because that game is for all intents and purposes a uh, CRPG in in many ways. It plays yeah. kind of like an actually CRPG, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it plays kind of like that, and I feel like that's what they've always been known to do. And then suddenly now they switch genres entirely. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go first person, guns blazing, uh, action adventure. Even though it was originally an RPG, and then like before release, they're like, "Oh no, it's an action adventure game." It's like what? You you told us it's gonna be an RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like one day we're gonna get the full story behind what went wrong with that game, but it's not now. Like now is not the time we're gonna get that story. Like I believe there are more things we don't know. Uh, about the yeah, behind the scenes sure. uh, stuff behind this game, and like, it's kind of my feeling. Yeah, my feeling is that sometime during the summer of last year, um, the ma- management said we're releasing by the end of the year, so adjust. And I think they adjusted how the game plays. They adjusted some of the mechanics. They adjusted, um, you know, even a lot of the parametric RPG stuff to to make a game that could ship, even though it was completely broken. Um, but it's just not feature complete, it felt. Um, and you're right, it's not. Yeah. That being said, um, jumping into our actual review of the game <laughs> as it We're is... We're just angry, like, what happened? But we like the game, that's the thing, we like yeah, the game. That being said, we like the game, which is, like, to some extent, it's even more disappointing, because, like, to me, I yeah. told you this before, for me, this game is is another Phantom Pain. Uh, we've already mentioned it. Um, because it is unfinished, but what is there, I like so much. And I feel like mm. if this game had been in the oven for a year longer and they released it, um, I would be like, oh, this is one of my favorite games ever. Because like the stuff that is good about it, I absolutely adore. And I, you know, I wish the whole game was that polished and, and finished, you know? Uh, we're going to forget about all that, I think, and just review what the game is and our experience with the game as it is, despite, you know, the obvious launch problems. Yeah. So I'm just going to start with you. And before we jump into like a full spoiler cast, just give me some basic impressions of the game as it is. What's your basic review? What you like about it? Um, I feel like what I like, it, it's straight vibes, dude. And I feel like that's the thing yes. for me with this game. It's like, it's, if you like that, like, cyberpunky aesthetic with the mm-hmm. neon lights and shit, this is the game. Like, this is a game for you. And yeah. you will enjoy it. Reg- you will enjoy it despite the problems. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, we like it despite the things. For me, it, it is really, wow, cool neon. And I feel like that's that's an okay reason to like something, right? Like, it looks cool. Oh, yeah. And yeah. for me, at least, because I played, like you said, I, I, play, I played on the PC. So I played, like, with uh, ray tracing and all that, like, all those wheels and uh, bells and whistles. And for me, that made, like, the experience so cool because I would, like, stop out and be like, oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that neon sign being reflected in that puddle. And I would do that <laughs> so much. But I just, like, oh, when I'm driving my car and I see, like, the signs reflecting off of my car and I, I, can, I can tell it's, like, the actual thing. And it's very cool until you do something, like, at one point I did, it, did this on stream. Like, I streamed it a bit and began. I remember uh, Jackson uh, was watching. Uh, Jackson mm-hmm. was watching us uh, play, uh, watching me play. And I was sneaking around and, and then I, I, I grabbed someone in a chokehold and I wanted to move them away. And I looked at... <laughs> I looked in like a reflection of some glass 
and mm-hmm. and it was just like this person uh, going like being choked but my character <laughs> wasn't there so he was just like floating backwards being choked because the game doesn't render your character because in first person it basically just renders yeah. it renders your body but not your head for example Mm-hmm. so i know like you can go in and turn it on to render you as well in the ray tracing and reflections the problem is uh you'll be headless if we just <laughs> render a body it does like so stupid like why would they do this uh, That's crazy it's so stupid but for me yeah, it was like mostly like i feel like for me graphical showcase and i actually like the characters like i feel like yeah, this game has way more heart than you would think it would have. Like, I feel like the characters mm-hmm. legitimately feel real, even though they are oh, yeah. they're overwritten. But the, it's kind of a point uh, of the like yeah. it's that universe. Uh, I feel yeah. like that's a point you have to like kind of accept. Like, it's this universe. People talk weird because this is a weird universe. People are mm-hmm. extremely rude because this is like the universe they're presenting. And for me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this isn't the real world. Like, it doesn't. These characters don't yeah. have to act normal, uh, for me at least. Though some yeah. of them, I will though say that uh, some of the racial stuff sometimes gets a bit much. Uh, oh yeah, how, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it gets not a bit with the much. Main characters, no, no, not with the, the actual characters that you talk to. Yeah, no. but the, the, just the, the random people in the streets yeah. and like the side characters that you only meet once. There, there's some pretty dumb stuff and i get oh, that you know and you can wear a hijab extent. so that's cool i just want to say it. you can wear a hijab uh, so that is cool. cool thank you cdpr for making me wear a military grade pol- uh, poly protective <laughs> uh, hijab <laughs> okay let's go hey look if it protects you uh, why not yeah um but yeah for me personally it's it's the story i i like the characters a lot i think the writing is great honestly i yeah it is Sometimes it's a little on the nose and grating because it's a it's an over the top on the nose grating universe. Yeah, it completely fits the universe for me. Um, I really like the characters uh, that you meet. Um, uh, even the characters that I hate, I hate them mm. because they are written in a way that makes me hate them, and not because just oh this character is bad, it's not good. Um, I enjoyed the story quite a lot. I, I'm I'm a fan of Keanu Reeves being insane, and this movie, this this game this gave me all the Keanu Reeves being insane that I could have possibly wanted. Um, yeah, and gameplay wise, also, it's like to some extent, I I agree with you that it should have been there should have been more difference in playstyle depending on the RPG path that you chose. But mm. if you take it as an action adventure game with some RPG elements, the gameplay I think is pretty good. Uh, like I don't think most open world games where you shoot people are necessarily better gameplay wise. I think the stealth is pretty good. Uh, I think the, all of the hacking mechanics are quite fun for me. So I I did do a hacking and stealth build. Mm. So in in that extent, I think the game actually allowed me to have a playstyle that I wanted and not be super action-y all the time. Um I, I haven't played it with a with a you know a body build or whatever, so yeah, I don't know how it is. The the melee combat is fucking ass. It sucks. It's just bad. No, it's bad. It's just it's just not good. Um but uh, just overall, I, I enjoy being in this world so much, regardless of what I'm doing. I think uh, some of the side jobs surprised me so much with with the stuff that they were going into. 
and uh, it made me feel like I wish there was more of it. Like, if you know me, you know that most games for me, I'm like, oh, I wish this was like 15 hours shorter. This game, I wish there was 20 hours more of story and yeah, it... jobs with the main characters. Like, Because uh... I enjoyed being in it so much and I enjoyed the characters that I got to meet so much and their stories. And yeah, I just had a, a, a great experience in this game. And I feel Taking like for it me... for what it is. I feel like at least as well, like the side jobs are where the story really shines, though. Because uh, oh, the main story is yeah. good, but when you do the side jobs, that's like, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, this is a this is a CDPR. Like you remember, oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. why some of the stuff in Witcher Three works so good. I will mm-hmm. also say that um, again, this is one of those games where you can tell, like it's like in general in games, I believe, like. I think it was DJ who brought it up like months ago. Actually, I just like it stuck. It's uh, yeah, it's stuck with me. But he said something like, "You can really tell sometimes in video games that have like side missions and stuff that the writing can very like can vary a lot because it's not the same writer, and you kind of forget that like it's multiple yeah. writers telling multiple stories in that same sandbox, and this is very telling this game because some side jobs have stories where you're like." Um, okay, what was that? And some of it, like, there's the one with the taxi driver. Uh, we're going to get into, like, full details of yeah. it. Like, the Delamain company, that's, like, one of my favorite. What a crazy trip that was. Or yeah. the fucking, uh, what's it called? The vending machine one is also a very funny one, which is... Oh, yeah. Which gets has a pretty dark turn as well. And, like, there are some mm-hmm. cool stuff here. And for, for... The one with, with the pop star? Who is actually uh, Elon Musk's wife? Oh, Grimes in the game. Yeah, oh, I'm so. This is so sad that Grimes just turned into Elon Musk's wife. Sorry, I, I don't <laughs> I don't listen to her music. I just remember her for that. Oh. It's like, but the quest is good. Like yeah, her quest yeah. in the game is, is yeah. crazy, but it's great. I really enjoyed it. So yes, yes. I, I think just I think we talked a bit about just her general impressions, but. I, I just wanted to get into, even before we go into the story stuff, mm. I think I wanted to go into the gameplay. Okay, let's I, do that. As I agree with you that, you know, it the RPG systems should have been deeper and should have had more variety, I do still think that the game overall structurally in gameplay and how the quests are structured is pretty good. Like, I felt that the combat overall was was good. Like the the first person combat for a for a game that is not you know like a linear first person shooter. I thought the shooting was pretty good. Again, the hacking and the stealth was good. The melee was again. I will not stop saying this. The melee is fucking. I hate it. Um, and I wanted to ask you. I was just curious what your playstyle was in the game. Like for me, I did a build that was full intelligence and cool. Which, if you don't know the game, uh, intelligence is the stat that you need for hacking, and call is the stat that you need for stealth, pretty much. Um, and then I had a bit of reflexes later when I had it maxed out. So I played like the whole game completely stealthy anytime I could. Um, and it's... I think that's the only side of the game that lets you go into kind of RPG mechanics, the hacking and stealth. Everything else is kind of like, oh, this is just a first-person shooter. So it's funny how I kept saying, oh, I hate the melee. And I agree, the melee isn't good in this game, but I played a melee build. <laughs> Why? Because I looked, I was looking like on the call, there was this, this like, uh, 
uh, swordsman thingy. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I can be like a, a cyber ninja. Let's go. So I was like an, an, uh, an intelligent hacking cyber ninja thing. And that's how, like kind of how I played the game. Even though like I barely used my, my sword because I was like, uh, I used my sword and I used like a silenced pistol, mm-hmm. which I used to like uh, shoot people with, obviously. <laughs> Uh, and I used the mono wire uh, in my arms to like do mm-hmm. quick shit. And for me, at least, like as soon as you start like getting upgrades with the uh, from the Ripper Duck, and the Ripper Duck is like yeah, the dude who augments your body. And it's very sad that the only thing that actually changes looks wise is your arms. So yeah, if you change the arm thing, it does something else. Like if you have the gorilla arms, which is like big punchy arms, you, your your hands look completely different. They're like mechanical. Or if you do the, what's it called? The mantis blade, then you have like blades inside your arms. And there's some like cool stuff there. And I kind of wish they did more. But like from a gameplay perspective, you can get like a double jump and you can make it so whenever you dodge, you slow down time. And suddenly I was like playing the game where I would go in, hack and upgrade my hack enough so that when I hacked someone, I would hack them to like, I would hack one, make them go uh, this thing called cyber-sarcosis, where they just like go insane and start shooting people. I would do that, I would hack, some, hack someone else with like a damage over time thing, and they would run in, headshot, headshot, and do like the switcheroo with, uh, with the slow motion, switch to the mono wire, and just like start hacking people with that. Like For me, whenever the game does that and gives you the freedom to actually play it like you want, that's when the game was good. But it did start out like very stealthily to begin with. But then I yeah. just like started going more like the action route as I was playing because I realized I could do so much cool shit. However, when I did play, like I did, sometimes when I play stealth games, I try to not kill people at all and not even use my guns. Like, mm. So that was actually the way I played it a lot where I would just like try, okay, can I sneak in and do the mission objective without actually interacting with anyone? And a lot of times you can. I feel like that's one thing the game needs to get credit for. It's like it has level design in an open world game. Because, like, oh, yeah. one of the first uh, side gigs you get is, like, there's, oh, there's this police lady, and apparently uh, the rest of the police is corrupt, so they're after her, and you have to help her get out, because she's, like, the only good cop left in Night City, apparently. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you can help her is by, uh, sorry, not one of the, you have to reach her. And there are, like, multiple paths the game gives you. You can go talk to people, figure out where she is, but if you know where she is, you can either, like, jump through the fucking... Uh, yeah. the window and get in there or you can try and use your tech skill if you're technical and like crack open the door that way and the game does that like a lot of times actually where it gives you like ways to encounter and it plays kind of I've, I've said this to you before it plays like a very bad version of Dishonored almost like it's almost Dishonored but not quite it's like I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't even say it's bad I just think oh it's, bad with air know, quotes though yeah but I mean yeah. it I think it's just dishonored if it was fully open world. If, you know, I think the level design for an open world game of the different outposts and the different encounters that you do is very good. Mm. But obviously it can't be as complex and detailed as a dishonored game would be because dishonored is built in levels. So it's not, you know, it doesn't have this giant world that they have to deal with. Uh, But I agree with you. Like a lot of the side missions and gigs and all that other stuff you can tackle in a variety of ways you can sneak in in different ways like if you could do a sneaky character that also is really strong physically and then you're able to open doors uh, just with with your bare hands 
There's but, such a great but, animation, by the way. When the animation yeah, is so cool with, with yeah, the steam and oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it like you can see your fingers <laughs> being pulled apart and the tech actually breaking apart the door. It's really cool animation. Um, but if you don't have that, like I didn't have that. I didn't level up level up body at all. I only leveled it up to do a side job that needed it, mm. um, which is the the uh, vending machine side job actually. Um, but I had hacking, so with hacking, I could open that door or I could turn off all the cameras so I could sneak in more easily. There's a, a variety of different things that you could do in that sense. And I think that's where the game shines gameplay-wise. Yeah. Overall? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, especially for me, like, uh, there's, like, this one main mission where even the main mission is you... It almost felt like a Phantom Pain mission. It's like, oh, you have to scour... You know which one I'm talking about. We have to enter, like, this compound and... You're like, oh, looking, oh, okay, so you, oh, so you know this guy, and you can do this and that, and that's like one of the, so the game has those three uh, life paths you choose in the beginning, mm-hmm. you have to, are you a nomad, a corpo, or a street kid? In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter at all which one you choose, almost it at almost at all, but that's like one of the few missions that actually uses it, because I know you played corpo, right? Yes. And I did too, because because we were corpo, we knew like the lingo to use. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can just go and like pretend to be this person because I know this person, I know how to behave. And then mm-hmm. you can like skip almost like an entire level because you, yeah. you, you, you're a corporate, you, you can do something like, it felt like an RPG for once. And I feel like that's something I wish the game had more of though, like you doing choices and playing a game like Disco Elysium, uh, which is probably my yeah. game of the year so far, honestly, is Disco Elysium. I kind of wish more games, like, I, I know, like, it's probably more simple, like, simple, again, in air quotes, I'm not going to pretend it's simple to make this game easy, mm-hmm. uh, but this game t- takes place in this, like, small area with, like, a, a few characters, like, there aren't, like, that many characters in that game, uh, but I feel like that level of, I feel like every choice I made in that game mattered, instead mm-hmm. in this game, most of your choices are, like, what flavor do you want to say things in? Like, do you want to say, Hugo, yeah. help me, or can I please get some help, Hugo? Like, sometimes it's really, like, it, that's the difference between it, your choices. It's, it's more the about inflection of tone sometimes. How your, yeah, it's more about how your character feels than what the actual game is going to do. Yeah. Like, mo- there are a few relevant choices, particularly at the end, uh, and with some characters that can, that you know, that in the side jobs as well with some characters that can lead to different outcomes but yeah overall like the game is relatively linear uh, ah. story wise so and i kind of wish it was more like the end where yeah like because even in the grand choices you choose by the end even in those choices there are multiple choices yeah. to be made but i guess when you're nearing the end you can do whatever because it doesn't have to like tie back to anything because like yeah you're ending the game yeah might as well do whatever you want it's I, like i wish I think... they did more I think what they could have done is have multiple points within the game where you do have those more pivotal choices. Like mm. even if it was like, I don't know, act breaks and there was like four acts and at the end of every act, there is a v- quite different thing. And the next like, you know, few main missions are completely different depending on which choice. Yeah, you and, it, and they already did that. It doesn't have to be. They did that in Witcher 3. Yeah, Blood, Blood and Wine. I remember Blood and Wine specifically. Because uh, I did some choices and I was this fucking... The game turned into a horror game. I was in a vampire then. I don't know what was going on. I watched Joe play the same, like, go through the game. 
and her game was completely different. She was in a fairy tale world, and what's her name, the Thumbelisa, whatever. Her, you know, the small girl. That's the yeah, girl yeah. that turned small. Uh, yeah, she was there, and I was like, and he and, and Geralt stepped on her by mistake, I think, and killed her. And I was like, <laughs> Joe, I've not seen any. Is this a side quest I missed? And she's like, No, I'm doing the main mission. Like this is the main mission. I I've not seen this. For me, that was yeah. like such a cool moment. It felt like okay, my choices matter. That's what's so cool about Witcher. Your choices matter here. Your choices it, sometimes matter, but it's never like significant it, like in Witcher. That and that's the difference. Mostly, I think in the side quests. To be honest, like yes. the the relationships that you have the cat with the characters can change uh, quite a lot depending on what you do. Like Especially you can, you can miss. Even regardless of the romance option, which yeah. we'll get into in a minute, but you can miss side quests. Like if you don't act a certain way or don't do a certain thing, the next side quest with that character might not even start. So like I think that stuff is all pretty cool. It's just like in the main story, it's it's a pretty linear story. Which again, it's just but uh, I wish the game was less linear in that sense. But the story that mm. they did present to me, I really liked. It's very much but a human story. Like, it's cyberpunk, uh, it's oh, yeah. sci-fi, it's, it's, it's Keanu. It's everything you it's love. Keanu. It's Keanu. It's about uh, what it means to be alive. It's, yeah. It's it's my shit. Did you and do, it's like... Did yes, you what? do male or female V? Female, right? I did female V. Yes. I did female V. Have you tried listening to male V? I have, and I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad that I did female yes. V. Because <laughs> uh, the dude sounds like boring A lot fuck. of people I've talked to... It seems like also there's like this thing where people who played female V seem to like the game more than people who played male V. And I think V as a character, like like it's your character, your V. Yeah. And playing female V maybe makes the game better just because yeah. like the writing doesn't come off as... Because like the writing sometimes we talk about can be a bit like crass. It can be a bit in your face and maybe a bit too itchy. And this dude's yeah. voice, he's, he sounds like an... And a boring edge lord almost like the male V. Well, the female V is way more of like she has way more depth to her voice, and I feel like that's what I enjoy about her. Especially because like like female V for those who don't uh, even know, like the voice actress, she has so much range. She was Makoto in uh, Persona Five, which is like pretty cool. So for me, I was yeah. like so surprised when uh. When I found out that, like, oh, I know this voice actress. Male V. She's, uh, I, she's honestly, I thought she, her voice acting was fantastic throughout. Especially like, whenever she's stressed. Moments, yeah, when she's stressed yeah, or distraught. There some moments where yeah. she has to... Because normally her character, male or female, is a very self-assured uh, character that, you know, within the world of cyberpunk, she has to present as somebody who always knows what's going on, who's in charge of stuff who knows how to get shit done. But whenever she has to be insecure or vulnerable at all, mm. she's so good. Yes. And I think that's for me maybe why, like, the game, like, one of the reasons why the game really clicked with me is because, like, mm. I really believe this character as well. And that might be, like, yeah. a reason why so many maybe come up like, oh, I did not enjoy that because of Male V's... Uh, what's Male thing? V, yeah. Like, and also, like, just on, on the basic line delivery uh, male v is more boring and whenever there's a line that is a little over the top he just sounds aggressive while female v just sounds like 
confident. It. I think there's a difference between being aggressive and being confident, even within this. Like, obviously, it's the way she talks is over the top for our world. But within this world, to me, she always comes off as confident and yeah. wanting to show strength because otherwise she'll get killed in this world. While with him, he just comes off like an asshole a lot of the time for me. Yeah. And he's, he sounds like a douchebag you don't want anything to do with. Well, yeah. Kimo V sounds like, as you said, self-assured, confident. Strong yeah, female character. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, she really is. And like a lot of the stories with the characters, like you can, you build relationships with different characters in this game. And a lot of these stories have some emotional moments. And it's important that I care about who I'm playing in order to care about those emotional moments. And if, if I'm playing as some guy that sounds annoying, I, I'm not going to be as immersed and as, as emotionally involved in those uh, side stories. So speaking of side stories, the, the game is structurally, it's, it's like your basic open world game. It's, it's got, you know, it's got your main jobs, with, which is the main missions or quests. Markers all uh, over the map. Marcos all over the map. Uh, you've got your side jobs, which are side quests. I think you, it's a good distinction to know that on the map, you'll see yellow for main jobs, side jobs, and gigs. Gigs are just kind of little, little one-off uh, busy work thing for fixers, which are like people who organize little uh, works for mercenaries in this world, in Night City. Um, but they're like one-off uh, little jobs that you use to make money, but they, they don't really have a lot of, of, of narrative or anything too interesting going on. Side jobs, though, I thought had some of the best story moments in writing in the whole game, even more than the main story. I don't know. I think you, you said something to that extent as well. Yeah, that like a lot of the good writing is actually in the side jobs more than it is in yeah. the main game. Yeah, yes. it's so good. Like You meet all of these characters that, Maybe you meet them once in the main story, but if you, you know, answer their phone calls and do all their side missions, you get to know them and you do several different quests with them. And what's really cool about uh, that I really liked about this game is that completing all the the side missions allows you to unlock different endings as well. And uh, there are romance options, and depending on your romance option, even the epilogues for the endings that are set are going to change depending mm. if you were, you know, you had a romance with a character or you didn't have a romance with a character. Like, there's a lot of variety within those, like, four main endings that depends on wh which side quests and stuff you did. Also, I want to say, like, like, even calling them romance is kind of a disservice to what they've yes. done here. Because romance options, for me, I think of a game like Persona. So you, you only play, like, a few hours of Persona 5, mm -hmm. right? So here's how you romance in Persona, Hugo. You hang out with a person and you have to max it. You have like 10 levels of like, uh, it's called like social link. And yeah. you have to level up to 10 is maximum social link. So that means you're best friends. You and I, 10 social link. Oh um, yeah. But so when romance, like when you reach romance up so here. So are we going to have sex now? No, 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 no. There's no sex. Oh, okay. It's a sexless universe. Uh, you just hug <laughs> oh, and say, no. I love you. But when you reach <laughs> nine, you can choose to... Uh, like if it's a female character you can choose to engage like do you want to like have a relationship with them and you know it can be yes or no like it kind of tells like through the story and the dialogue choices the thing is though now you've leveled that relationship to level 10 right mm. it never comes up again 
that's what I mean by it's like it's it's a romance option, not a relationship. Because oh, yeah. now I, I have a girlfriend. I will never hang out with this woman ever again in the game because I don't have time. I need to level up the other social links. This game I felt like did relationship more than did romance options because yeah. like yeah. yeah, both you and I we romanced Judy yes, in the game because we yeah, and we played a few more characters and she's gay and uh, we we love Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy like keeps texting you, for example. That was like a, a thing I didn't even think about, but she was like, she often she was like drunk text you. Just, oh, I'm out she drinking drunk with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she drunk texts you and she does like all this stuff where, where it just feels like, okay, this is actually a relationship that's going on. It feels mm-hmm. like it's part of it. Where a lot of RPGs do this thing with relationships where they are just like romance options. They're more trophies to be conquered. And whoops, now you get like a, a steamy, mass effecty sex scene. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. They will never address the fact that these two are in a relationship ever again. While this game, like you yeah, said, in the epilogue, it's a huge part of the fact that you're in a relationship. Yeah. They play into it in a way that actually makes sense. Because, yeah, why do more games like realize that relationships are more than just, oh, time to bang. And that's it. Yeah. That's the relationship. I banged. Okay. And it's, like, it's also the build up to being like the romance, uh, at least... You know, I've, I've, I've actually seen two of them because because uh, River uh, was into me and he was hitting on yeah, me hard. Same. <laughs> and I, I had to friend zone him and it was really awkward. Yeah. So I I guess, you know, I I felt some of the awkwardness that women have to go through. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, this really, is hard. <laughs> this was like, oh, shit, this is really awkward. Yeah. Um, but it tells you how, how well written the stuff is because like, the characters that you can romance, you have at least five or six side... You have a main mission, at least one main mission with them, usually more than one. Then you have several side missions that intersect with the main missions, and, like, they'll give you a phone call asking you, oh, if you phone them at the, at a random moment in the game, and you'll, you'll be like, oh, actually, right now in my quest, my main story quest, which is, like, trying to get this biochip that's killing you out of your head... I'm doing this, and Judy will have something to say about mm. that. It, it feels organic in that way. And you have several missions to build a relationship with them. So even, like, I romance Judy, but I fit, my character has, you know, a relationship with River. She has a relationship with Pan Am. She has a relationship with Rogue through Johnny. So, like, it feels what, no like... no Carrie have... will fuck you, dude? No, I have Carrie. Yeah, of course, Carrie as well. I, I forgot, because I, I, I did... I, I actually did a Carrie story after I got my ending. Um, oh yeah, me too. I, for some reason, I unlocked it afterwards. So yeah, yeah me but too. Me you know too. what I mean. Um, so it it all feels very organic in the way that you build relationships, Susan, with these characters. And regardless of what ending you get, this will have an effect on it. And okay, it, uh, just keep talking. I'll just keep talking. Um, I don't know what to say now because I was go- that was my final point and I was going to move on to the next thing. Um, but yeah, uh, just overall, I love these characters and I honestly hope that we can get more of them with the DLC. We'll, we'll talk about DLC later, but it it is my big hope that I get to hang out with these characters more. And I got to the end of the game and I was kind of sad that I didn't get to hang out with these people. And that tells you something about how, how the game was written. Because I, I rarely feel like that. Even though I'm I am a story person, I usually more I'm usually more focused, oh, the main character and the plot and whatever. Yeah. 
this game made me care about characters as friends or people who I have a relationship with it more than I uh, definitely more than I expected and more than most games I've played. Um, what I was going to do now is we've talked about our, your relationships. We talked about the romance options. Uh, we also, you know, just shout out to the fact that the game has uh, good uh, diversity in that sense. There's there's gay relationships. There's uh, both for both sex sexes. There's uh, you can have a bi character. You know, there's there's a main one of the main side quests that has a trans character that it is just in the game and doesn't and also. No Voiced by a trans uh, woman as Voiced well, by a trans, which, yes. which is so woman. important. No. Bioware, sorry, is essential. Ahead. Yeah, which is yeah. something that not all games do, and you know that it. I think it needs to. We need to give credit to it because, like, we criticized it for some of the racial stuff, which is bad. Um, there are some racial stuff that is a little. It feels like. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, basically it like, you that. Know, <laughs> you know how uh, cyberpunk as a genre was born in the eighties. That yeah. representation feels like it comes from the eighties. Like there's exactly. there's the Japanese gang, and they all have like uh, you know dragon tattoos, and they use katanas. And then there's the the Haitian Which is, gang. Okay, I want to say, yeah, and they listen to they, they listen to reggae, and you know it's uh, it's a but little uh, it's a, a little bit much, but at least to try to make them cool. Like I felt like like when I met like. The Japanese uh, sweet cake with the katanas and the dragons. It's oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, this oh, these is people are amazing. These are so cool. But they're so cool. And ah, oh, I don't know. If, like, am I a bad person for making this cool? Like, when you meet the no, Haitian no, no. game, I, the Voodoo like, Boys, uh, was like, Voodoo oh. Boys are the coolest. Like, yeah, they, they are. Do you know the history coolest. in the Cyberpunk universe, though? A little bit. Because in the original uh, Cyberpunk 2020, there were a bunch of white dudes called the Voodoo Boys. So in, the, so in the in-universe explanation, a bunch of Haiti, Haitian immigrants uh, immigrated to the U.S. and the Night City, and they basically just kicked the old Voodoo Boys out, and they became the Voodoo they Boys. But they even, yeah, and they even said, like, we didn't pick that name. People call us mm -hmm. the Voodoo Boys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, like, that, that's pretty cool. Again, it's, it's always the surface-level stuff that is bad. Like, yeah. whenever you have a mission that involves some of these groups, it it is much deeper and more well portrayed than it appears on the surface. But yes. that being said, the surface level stuff does matter because like the average person that plays this game for five hours and then it's like, oh, I didn't like it. I'm going to play it is only going to see the surface level stuff. Yes. And the surface level stuff is is just not. Yes, I agree. Like I hundred percent agree. <laughs> yes. When you go into it, like the Voodoo Boys are the yeah, they're the these big Rasta black people with, with that listen to reggae. Yes, but they're also like the they're best super hackers. hackers. Yeah, they're, they're the, super the hackers best hackers. And they are fighting Netwatch, which is like the hacking police of yeah. Night City, and they're which just doing cool... some crazy oh. shit in cyberspace, and they're really cool. But you don't get to see that if you don't invest time in the game. Yeah. So credit. And at the same time, a little criticism, I think. Yes. And yeah, totally, totally agree. Uh, so again, so, uh, I think we could move on to what our favorites. We, we, you know what we did? Let's move you know into... what we didn't talk about? What? You know what you didn't talk about? The main ta -ta 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 No, Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> Oh yeah, should we keep Fucking it like Johnny Silver, Silverhand? Should we keep it to main, uh, main, uh, sorry, spoiler? 
should we just like move into spoilers now? I feel like I think we, we are to... going to go into full spoilers. Yes. Yeah, because uh, like we've already been gone for an hour, so they just get into spoilers and really, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So, okay, do you want me to make a voice that says "spoiler alert"? Sure. <laughs> okay, just a sec. So, for for those of you who don't know, I, I got this new app where I can make voices. So I'm just doing uh, stupid stuff. So bear with me. Okay. Let's go. Listen. It's time for the spoiler alert. That was cool, no? That was amazing. Very okay. cyberpunky. Very, Very cyberpunky. Cyber yeah, yeah. So, so the main story of this game. Well, basically, you're this uh, either corpo uh, corporation person or a nomad, which is like a Mad Max uh, type character that lives yeah, in the outskirts yeah. of town and has a cool car that goes on dunes. Or you're a street kid and you 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 were born in town and you're kind of a uh, lower class. Uh, yeah, you just or... returned home from Atlanta, so yeah, you've yeah. been in Atlanta and you back. Yeah, and basically, regardless of what happens in the intros, which aren't that important, as we said, you end up being uh, a merc in Night City, which is uh, somebody who does uh, jobs that are sometimes legal, sometimes illegal. And is just really trying to make money and become famous in Night City. Because I think yeah. a, a big element of this world is having a big reputation. And mm. there's, you know, is is part of your goal initially, at least. Um, you're with your friend, Jackie, who... What a guy. What I a like guy. Jackie. I like Jackie. When when Jackie dies, spoilers, uh, I was sad. Like, I... I oh, hit, we're in full spoiler me. mode, just... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It it hit me more than I thought it would. Like from the trailers, they show all the bad stuff about Jackie, and they don't show that he's actually a well written, good character. He's he's a great friend, and as soon as he enters the game, he it feels like you've been friend. Your character has been friends with him for years, and you're just working together now. Uh, the the best way to like get introduced to Jackie though, because you meet Jackie in the intro of your life path, which is like yeah. this. 20 to 15 like 15 minutes to 20 minutes introduction to like yeah. the world before you like start the actual game but uh yeah and in the nomad path is actually the only one so in the nomad path and in the street kid path you meet jackie for the first time in the corporal path you kind of yeah. already know him actually yeah so in the street kid path, friends i don't know if you played the other introduction i haven't actually no that's the only thing okay. i haven't done in the game I so i'll tell you what happens in the street kid version, you're out to like boost the car. And while you're doing that, Jackie is also there to boost that exact same car. And then you get into an altercation. Alter police are there. And you're going to fight the. And then you like get away from the police. And then, like, oh, yeah, we kind of fucked up, huh? What's your name? Oh, I'm Jackie. Oh, I'm V. Want to hang out? Sure. And basically, they become friends because they almost got caught by the police together, which is like a fun way of introducing them. In the nomad path, uh, you have to you meet Jackie because you're smuggling something into Night City. Mm. Uh, you recently you were one of the nomads, but you're not a nomad anymore. You've lost your nomad clan, and you're just like riding on your own, trying to make ends meet and trying to get a new life in Night City. Which is like a cool premise because when you meet Jackie, they they kind of hate each other. Me and Jackie in that one, uh, you can tell that there's like a lot of animosity towards them, especially because when you find out that. Jackie, Jackie's plan was to um, steal your money and the cargo as soon as you enter Night City and fuck you over. But uh, 
shenanigans ensue, they became friends, and then again, the montage happens where it just like goes into the main yeah. game. Um, so yeah, I really like the, how they use Jackie in all three, and I feel like if you want more Jackie, play all three uh, life paths, because he's good. Like I, I like Jackie a lot, uh, and yeah. I, I'm kind of sad they killed him off, honestly. Yeah, my thing is, uh, when I was saying before I wish this game was longer, um, yeah. I, I told you this before, but for me, it, the life paths should have been two, three hours each. And then after each life path, basically there's a big montage scene where for a year or so, you and Jackie start being mercs in Night City. Six months, believe, whatever it I is. I believe it's six months. I feel like that montage could have been seven-ish hours of story where you yes. really build your relationship with Jackie. You become friends. You start getting into... You, like. Even just content-wise of the game, it would make sense for you to have some time where you're just free to roam and learn about the different types of side quests, the different gigs, the fixes, all that kind of stuff before the story really kicks into gear. And yeah. then you get, then you would get to the Arasaka mission where you break into this giant corporation and you have to steal this biochip, and you know it all goes wrong, and Jackie at the end dies, and you end up with this biochip that contains the uploaded consciousness of Johnny Silverhand, which is a character from the original 2020 game. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's stuck in your head and it's killing you. And then the rest of the game happens where you're alone with, with Johnny stuck in your head. And basically you're trying to figure out a way to take the biochip out without dying. Since we're just that's like... That's the basic in, premise. Since we're like just talking... Is it okay if we just like jump around and just try and talk about bits and pieces Absolutely. we enjoy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the Johnny Silverhand flashbacks uh, where you play as Johnny oh, in yeah. the past. That's so good. Uh, they are very, very good. And for me, especially, you know the mission where you're like with Alt and then like Alt, you know, his girlfriend, Johnny's girlfriend. Yeah. And she gets kidnapped and you have to go through a whole that. That that whole mission, and then you go to the Arasaka building to find her. So like the second time you go into the Arasaka building in the flashback, we have to save Alt. That's a mission from the Cyberpunk 2020. Uh, yeah. RPG. The, the, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's like from that's the amazing. tabletop game. And for me, like that's so cool. I remember watching a fucking BDG video video actually. And he was like, Yeah, I think this mission is gonna be in the game based on what we've seen, but I'm not sure because the game takes place in 2077. I think it's so cool he kind of figured it out based on some context clues. Like, yeah, this this mission is gonna be there. And it's like they play a fucking concert and then they go in and chart the place. And like this is this is so stupid. I love it so, 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 so everything, much. Like, it's so Everything ease. with Johnny Silverhand is just great. He's like this crazy anarchist edgelord, but in a charming way. And it comes off great. Because, like, honestly, like, you, he's your friend. Like, he, initially, he hate, you hate each other, but then you learn to work together. And by the end of the game, he's your closest friend. Yeah. And that relationship that you build with him is so cool. And at the same time, there's always this part of my brain that says, oh, this is Keanu Reeves. And yeah. he he recorded and acted dozens of hours of stuff for this game. Did and you it's do so cool? Did you do the secret roller coaster thing? Which one is okay. that? Maybe it's, not. It's it's not on the map. So you have to go to Oh the... shit. So you have to go to the fucking uh, amusement park. I think it's a Pacifica yes, or something. Pacifica. It's a Pacifica. And, and you can go like and get in a, it. It actually works. And then you and Johnny go on it. Oh my <laughs> god! Park. I need and to you do can that. Look at it and he just looks at you and smiles because he's having so much fun. <laughs> and 
it's like it's like one of those things where game developers. Uh, personally, I don't. I really don't mind it if they're bringing Hollywood actors on to do this stuff because they're actors. That's like their jobs. Uh, I don't yeah. think we should separate the actors from here or there. Uh, yeah. It really shouldn't matter. Uh, that being said, I really love when they use like just like with Kojima and Death Stranding. Uh, when you Matt's... bring up this, when you bring on a, a Hollywood actor that's like known for for like doing a certain type of movie or whatever, and yeah. then you're like, okay, now we got to put you in a roller coaster, and then the player can, can look at you, and then you're having fun together. I love it when developers just like, just really are so excited to work with a celebrity. They just do dumb shit with them. And it feels yeah. like, like it's not even part of it. The, they just want to do dumb shit. That's how that felt like uh, with oh, the yeah. Joe thing. Yeah, you should go to There's Pacific so and do stuff. that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. But like the side mission that you do with him where you go to speak to this really old man who's who was into Samurai, which was Johnny Silverhand's band 50 years before the events of the game. And he's just this really old dude dressed yeah. in a samurai shirt and a jacket, and he wants to sell you a bootleg, uh, no, an original vinyl of yeah. the band. And he's like questioning you on, on stuff about the band to see if you're actually you're a like, fan. Johnny, help me. Johnny, please help me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about like, your band. Help me, Johnny. And you're in this market, and Johnny's like, oh, right around this corner there was this amazing club where we used to always play concerts and people loved us here. And you go there and it's like a sushi shop now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's he's like, what happened? This is capitalism. He's like, yeah, this is yeah. capitalism. He's like, this is capitalism. Oh, yeah. is and he's a massive, like, super anti-capitalist. Yeah, he's an dude. anarchist. Like, he's a he's super an anarchist. anarchist. Like, he's anarchist. Like, and it's yeah. like, it's fun. It's yeah. so much fun. Whenever something happens, he's just like, oh, the fucking corporal rats are fucking us over again. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. Like, yeah, because he but at the same to, time, he was like, a soldier. Because that that's like, that's also like, what are they? He was like an ex soldier. That's why he's also wearing yeah. duck tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an ex soldier who turned into this uh, punk star. <laughs> yeah. Punk rock star, <laughs> but amazing. also a revolutionary who in 2022. Who in 2022 put a nuke into Arasaka Corporation, which is this so, giant mega how corporation? Can, I'm sorry, Hugo. I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy now because how can what you're saying sounds like the most amazing thing yeah. ever? How can anyone? How can anyone go through the journey and say like, yeah, this is bad? What are you? Ta- this is amazing. He's a revolutionary, it's fucking so cool. rock like, story wise. It's so cool. It's, but it's like it's bonkers in all the right ways. I think yeah. that's the and thing like, for me, and it works in universe though. It works in the universe. Like if this yeah. was again trying to be super realistic, yeah, this is a bad story. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's it's, it's not extreme. trying to be realistic. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's supposed it's, to be. It's it's like what if that eighties future kept going yeah. to today? That's the future yeah. that they're bringing in this game. They're trying to be very like. Uh, very close to the original game at uh, the table mm-hmm. and, and it shows in every like even even the language they use like chew and uh, i'm gonna go kill some yeah. gunks out and, and cream oh, and oh, yeah all that kind of stuff uh, don't make the me eddies. flatline <laughs> yeah all the of those all that slang is from the original tabletop rpg yeah. there's like a whole uh introduction to how to speak with like night city slang and Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, my Chum Hugo knows how to, but like, it's because he played the game. That's why he knows. But yeah, I mean, yeah. all those gunks listening to this don't know. <laughs> no, no, they have no idea. We should flatline them. Yeah, we should flatline Steal them. Like, they're, they're missing out on this pre content. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
Yeah, but like, it really yeah. makes you feel like you're part of that world. Like exactly, yeah. good, good world building. And of course, it's over the top and crazy, but it it works in that context. More on Johnny though. It's all the side missions that you get later in the game with him, where you reconnect with some friends from that time. Like you convince oh, them. Samurai. And, oh, and, my yeah, God, the samurai. Oh my. Yeah, the samurai band and, yes. and even Rogue. All the side quests yeah. was Rogue. Like he's this revolutionary guy, and at the same time. There's a quest in this game where you take a pill so he's in control of the body, even though it's your body, and he goes on this dinner in the on this like drive-through cinema date with Rogue, who's this old lady at this point. She's like 80 yeah. years old at this point, but she still looks amazing because like cyberpunk technology and augmentation and stuff. And for a moment they reconnect and they watch a stupid movie called Bushido Ten, The Legend yeah. of the Samurai, or whatever <laughs> the fuck. And it's just uh, all that side stuff is so good. Especially at like... at the same time... Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's got the edgy, over-the-top anarchist stuff. It's got the silly, fun little side quests. And at the same time, it has heart. Like, at the end of that quest, you have this 25-minute heart-to-heart with Johnny. And it's fan- like it's good. It's like you feel for this guy. At Johnny that point really goes through, like, a whole character arc. Because in the beginning, he's like... One of the first things he's like... Give me cigarettes. I need a smoke right yeah. now. And you're like, uh, what's going on? And he's threatening you. He's like, uh, stick some iron in your mouth and pull the trigger. He's like, really? I just go fucking kill yourself. Who are you? Man? Then he realized, oh, shit, wait, I'm in this body. <laughs> what? And, and he goes from being this like super ass, like I hated Johnny. In the and that was like the point. I was like, I hate this fucking guy. To mm-hmm. you being like, hey, Johnny, what do you think I should do? Johnny, like you're yeah. dependent on Johnny. He's dependent on you as well. And you kind of start to understand like his point of view as well because he really tried to stick it to the corporations and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the big takeaway also is like you can keep fighting the good fight, but at the end, these corporations ha- are like part of every single part of society. So at the end, mm-hmm. like was it all They're for just gonna not? rebuild. They're just going to rebuild. Like you can inspire people to go like, and, he, and he's a huge inspiration to many people, but that's all he is at that point. And that's what makes... Like, he's a better old man. I feel like yes. that's such a cool take on this, like, ghost that, that's living in your shell. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, yeah. So... For, and also, like, just real quick, there's, like, that mission that, that's so close to the end of the game. Mm. Oh, yeah, just sitting by the fridge and you find like his body yeah i believe yeah oh my god which is yeah. like such a sad moment and uh, then you can like have a hard time with him and you're like what who do you think i am can be like yeah i think you're a good person you're this this and that johnny you're not just this megalomaniac but just a friendly reminder this dude b- b- nuked <laughs> an entire building <laughs> And it's really popular with people that have nothing to do with this. So maybe he's not super good. But, you know, in the context of the story, he's not actually a bad guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, all his stuff is great. I just love it. And um, again, especially with V, and I feel like having a female V also, like him being at a, it gives something extra, I think. Uh, yeah. The fact that 
he embodies this like female uh, body. Also, at one point, if you give him the pills, he'll go on a bender in your body, and it's so oh, funny because yes. they wake up with a Johnny tattoo, and it made me yeah. laugh. So, and I was so sad because like, I found out during he... during the bender, yeah. like you get flashes of what he's doing, and he's like yeah. just drinking and taking drugs yeah. and doing all sorts of crazy shit. And you meet this guy in a black coat who offers you like either a red or a blue. Yeah, pill, yeah, and it's a magic remember. reference. Like, and, and then he just takes both pills. It's like fuck yeah. it. It's so funny. Oh my god, it's so funny. Like whenever the game is actually like funny, it does these like it's so good. Like that's the parts yeah. again when it's good. Because it's yeah. it I think it, it manages to have massive tonal shifts that work. Like it goes from really dark and gritty to funny to heart to heartwarming to like crazy over the top and it, it all fits together somehow. So yeah. So, okay, side story. We talked about a bit about the main story and we're going to get into the endings afterwards. But before we get to that, just what? who were your favorite characters to get to know? And what were some of your favorite side jobs that had, you know, the ones that have story? We've mentioned a few already. I think, like, the best character is probably Johnny, though. Most because he has yes. the most story. But if yeah. we sideline him for a bit... Mm-hmm. Oh, I think like Judy's uh, side story where you go and swim in the like the part of the city that has been oh, uh, yes. what's it called submerged in water mm-hmm. was such a cool moment because you get to learn and even a everything lot about leading her. up to it like and all the stuff with Evelyn to... all the stuff with the brothel or whatever the Panam stuff. stuff is so good as well the carry oh my god the carry missions yeah was like the old band member of Samurai is so good and funny and also very sad because he's like this bitter yeah. man who's like, oh, these fucking Japanese K-pop artists, uh, J-pop <laughs> artists, they made a cover of my song and I don't like it. We're gonna kill them. It's like, what? <laughs> Dude, chill. And then they become best friends because they're like, oh, we like your music, Carrie. And they you know, go on tour been... together. Yeah, and they go on tour together and then you have to take a selfie with them. Oh, and it's God, like... It's, yeah. It's very difficult for me to pinpoint one character, but I will say one moment for me that kind of stood out mm. was when you go to the brothel, uh, when you have to figure out what happened to Evelyn. I feel like Evelyn's yep. storyline it's so sad and so fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like uh, that, like that got to me. Like Evelyn's story really got to me. And for me, it's that point where you're yeah, in the brothel and you talk to the uh, lady the, the, with the cool blue hair and all that. <laughs> And then uh, you meet like the the sex worker, which what is it called? Doll, joy toy. They, they have a name for them in joy the universe. Yeah, oh, joy, joy toy. toy. Yeah. And you're talking to her, and then she knows everything about you because apparently you have to like log in your information. Yeah. So they learn everything, and it's this very cool scene where you have uh, where I made myself where to be samurai just because it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And you have this heart to heart with the joy toy. And at one point, like when they're laying down, it got so intense that I could continue the conversation and I just couldn't anymore because it felt so like, I felt like I was peeping into a character I wasn't supposed to know so much yeah. about. And I was like, okay, Savoy, I can't do this anymore. And I, that's like one of the moments where the writing was most effective for me, at least, because mm-hmm. it really felt like, oh shit. And then I'm as at soon as like, you say the safe word... It she cuts turns back into a normal to, person. And yeah, the background changes. It's like, what a cool moment. Like, that's like one of the coolest moments in the game. And one thing we haven't talked about that's important to like talk about here is 
The game is in first person all the way. Like you barely mm. see your character, which is funny because you spend so much time making a character and then you only see them in the menus and some mirrors. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still and spending end. hours right? like, choosing too. the coolest clothes, by the way. Me too. So. You, this, like, there's some part of us that's like, no, I will not just wear the bitch skirt. <laughs> I do not and, care about stats. I was like, oh, this shirt looks cool, so I'm going to wear it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, first person. But I do think like some of the cutscenes work a lot mm-hmm. because like that's one of those scenes that works because it's like she's in your face, she's looking directly into the camera, and that intensity is what makes that scene click for me and what makes that scene work. I feel like the Evelyn introductory uh, introductory scene is also so great because it's in first person. You walk up, you sit by the bar. Yeah, and the blocking of the scene is so good because Judy is there, but you don't know who she is, so she, and she's yeah. just sitting there, and you speak, and then she moves, and then Evelyn was there the whole time, and it, like it works because you're moving the camera while looking, and she's like, okay, it's time for a drink, and she sits down, you look down at the drink, you want to drink the tequila or not, and it's like small nuts, like it adds nothing to the story, more so than it adds to the vibe. A lot of times this actually works very well. I want to say like the blocking in scenes and how characters behave in the scene. Like they walk to a window and they stand there, they look at you and you know instantly, like you're almost playing out a role in a movie almost at some point. You can choose whether to lean also it or... And I kind of wish still that it, the game wasn't third person just because I want to look at my character because you've spent so much time designing. I, the cool character. That being said, sometimes honest, it's cool though, like how they actually frame the cutscenes around it being in third yeah. first person. Yes. As someone who prefers third person usually, especially for open world games, I actually really enjoyed the first person mode. I I thought I was I was going to be annoyed by it because I have been annoyed in other games, uh, such as you know. I've talked about Skyrim not being one of my favorites. I've tried Fallout. I had similar feelings. And the first-person camera was part of what I didn't like about those games. In this game, for some reason, I don't know if it's like... Because they actually do have some ideas, as you said, of blocking and how the scene is framed around it being first-person. It really worked for me. It felt yeah, really immersive. Yeah, because Fallout is world. just like people talking. It's just yeah, it's talking. Just people hits. standing there and talking and... Here, like they use it's still it people, in a but clever they use, way. Yeah, exactly. Because it's still like cutscenes. It's still like people leaning on railings, people walking to a specific point, saying, "Yeah, uh, stuff." And like also the anime, the the character animation, facial animations are pretty. Amazing oh, they for used a, a new technology you know, for this game. Like it's like the first yeah. time it's been used. Uh, so basically, they can even uh, uh, if you play the game in a different dub, actually, uh, the lip sync is still perfectly matched. Because this technology, like, even knows which language you're speaking, and in, and apparently, CD Projekt, those ambitious motherfuckers, they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, can we do this in a game where people speak multiple languages at the same time?" So one of the reasons why Jackie he code switches a lot is because the lip sync knows when he goes to Spanish and then back to English, and it's perfect still. That's yeah. actually one of the reasons I I think there's a lot of code switching in the game in regards to language, or why like some characters speak Japanese, because that technology automatically makes the lip sync and it knows the language and how to do like the inflection yeah, and like, yeah. where do you put and the like, tongue and all that. Fucking and... dubs. Like the fact that you see the dubs in the original language and because of the, oh, tech the subs that you, you have mean. Installed... What, sorry? The subs, you mean. The subtitles. Yeah, the subtitles, yes. Yeah. 
Um, that you see them in the original language, but because of the tech that you have installed yeah. in your eyes, it slowly translates to English. Yeah, so it's you can so cool. It's Shit so, so cool. cool man. Yeah. Also, another moment I want to shout out, and this is probably like again when I'm talking about like the first person camera being used in a, in an effective way. The Noboru Arasaka murder scene is. Oh my god! And yeah. that works because it's in first person because you're sitting there. And you see this big cyborg come in, and this uh, fucking like almost like a uh, like a future like I'm talking about Takamura, this future samurai dude who just goes and yeah. scans and he's, he's scanning where you are, and then he's like stop, and you can see he's looking at you, he doesn't know you're there, but he's looking at you and you're like oh, we're gonna get caught, and you're looking at Jackie, yeah. and you look up and you look at Jackie, and Jackie's like oh shit, Mira, we're gonna get caught now. Yeah. And then when he like grabs him and then pushes at the glass and you just see the back of the head hit the glass and it's like where you are. That's again like one of the moments where they understand like, okay, this game is in first person. We have to make sure that we use first person in a way that makes sense in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, again, one of the moments where it works for me. Uh, first person camera. Yeah. Uh, what a cool scene. Just... And the music, man. I'm sorry, man. The music. God, yeah. The music yeah. is fucking amazing. The music, both like the songs that you hear on the radio and like... Yeah, that one as well. And the music in combat and during the just the regular scenes and the music and in the ending, the ending where you go into cyberspace, that music that you hear there is so eerie and creepy and it fits that vibe. One of my... Like, for me, it actually sounds like... Like, it's the same... Composer as the Witcher uh, series. Yeah. And you can tell, because sometimes I was like, hmm, if you switch out all the synthesizers from this track, this could be a Witcher track. Could be, could be. Yeah. Okay, oh, I will say one thing that I was kind of upset at the game. Like, it's a stupid thing, but yeah. you know how Siri in The Witcher 3, there's either there's a quest or something where uh, she says, yeah. I've been to the... I Well, she's... Because he travels to different dimensions, and she says, "Oh, I've been. I actually been for a while in this future city, and it, it's an Easter egg to her yeah. going to so Night City. Night City. Yeah. I wished she, you could meet her like for two minutes in the game. Like there was a side quest where you just meet this character from another dimension, and you help her get back to her dimension or whatever. Something yeah. stupid like that." Uh, yeah, because the the only Siri Easter egg there is like you can find this like video game yeah. magazine that has Siri. Video game cover. magazine that has The Witcher yeah. Three and Siri. On. Yeah. yeah, and it's like okay, I guess Siri's not yeah. in the game. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. Music but, wise whatever. though, uh, the ending themes, but like when the credits roll, do do do, and it's really yeah. cool because it's actually the intro music. Yeah, but it's slowed down and it just works because the intro is so full of it. The intro music, like I would, whenever I start up the game, I would just like listen to the song, and they're like, "Okay, yeah. now I can play the game," because it's so good. So, and the ending scene, I like how it's like this depressive version. Like the audience, like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in. We're gonna make some eddies. It's gonna be a blast." And then the end, like every almost every single ending is super depressive in this game. Like you're just left with depression. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the ending, but um. For me, yeah, uh, the side quests are some of the best stuff in the game, and uh, everything with Evelyn and Judy was fantastic. Uh, Takemura was a great character. Pan Am was a fantastic character. She's actually the one that I got the ending for. Mm. Uh, Rogue and all the stuff with the band was amazing. Delamain, we mentioned it. He's this AI that has a taxi company. 
Yeah. His side quest is basically that the AI, the AI system is evolving, and so his personality is splitting. And you meet all these different cabs that have their own separate personality. Yeah, and, and they're like like one yeah. of them is Glados from yeah, Portal, Portal Two for some and, reason, and one of them is like a suicidal. And you go to like to the edge, like he he's on the edge of throwing himself off a cliff. He's a taxi, and you're just. <laughs> Talking him out of suicide, like all that shit is so amazing. Yeah, it's so fun. The Delamine thing, how did that end for you? Like, because uh, I accidentally I... shot the thing. I, I was like, it was an accident, and Johnny was like, yeah, good. And I, all that. I decided to shoot the thing. Like, I split his yeah. personality and let them be whatever. And then all the different personalities send you texts. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I like, I'm, I'm on a trip in Egypt, and they attach yeah. a photo of them in Egypt with the taxi cab. It's like if they're fucking taxi cabs, why are they messaging me? <laughs> oh, what an insane game. Like when it does things like that, that's when like that's the thing I always remember from this game. It's like when it does shit like that. Or yeah. like the vending machine. Let's talk about the vending machine. Because you meet vending this vending machine. machine and it's like, oh, there's this garbage uh like garbage in front of me. Can you push it out of the way? And you push it. It's like, oh thank you. Now I have a nice view of the city. And then at one point, apparently, the company found out, like, this this machine is actually alive. It's not yeah. just, like, yeah, it's an AI now. And then they kill it. Yeah, it's fucking it's, impressive. Because so he's, like, the nicest guy ever. And then you meet this woman, and she's, like, always visiting the vending machine because he's giving her relationship advice and actually listening to her problem. Because he's, like, the nicest character in all of Night City. And he gets killed for it. Because he's different. He's a divergence. Yeah. I was and like, what about Bozob, oh. the clown guy? Oh my god. And you sit in the car for the first time and you look at him and he has a grenade on his face. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh so my god, Ozob is so funny. Like, it's such a funny concept for a character. Is Ozob. Yeah. What an... And then you meet him in the boxing uh, minigame later, on a minigame yeah. questline. Which you streamed uh, on uh, Twitch.tv slash Hugo Penai. So you... please... Follow punch him right in the nose his head explodes like yeah. the grenade goes off and his head explodes and that it's like oh that's the end of the boxing match i mean i guess and everybody <laughs> yeah. around there's a crowd around it and people start going what the fuck They're like what that's are you crazy. doing you killed him it's like he had a grenade on his face that's, that's not on me she's like yeah that's not on me he fucking goes up man jesus i okay yeah sorry yeah, there's there's so many little things like this. There's that that the side mission with the guy who's like who's a criminal who's gonna die on the cross because he's he's converted oh. to Christianity or whatever. There's like there's so it's many so little good as well, especially because so like that's one of those where it gives you a lot of choices. And I like how the because that mission starts with some dude calling and be like, oh, "We gotta kill my uh, my wife's yeah. new boyfriend" or something like. Okay, if you pay me enough, wife's I guess. Killer, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, being released. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then you end up in no, no. I'm talking about the guy who calls you in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, get in the car with us. The police like get in the car, and then you're just talking to the criminal. He's like, okay, we're gonna go somewhere. Do you want to come with us? It's like, what is going on? We'll explain once we get there. And then you find out like he's friends with the sister to the person who died. Right? Isn't that how it goes or something? And or something yeah, yeah 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 one of the person one of the people who he killed and they're trying to like talk about like okay forgiveness what is forgiveness and okay I've, i'm a new man i've changed i can be 
a symbol of this change for the criminals and that's it and it just goes into this like philosophical debate and you're like stuck there being um okay and it turns into like we were talking about how a lot of side quests kind of feed into the like the the themes of the main quest because then mm-hmm. uh you have this uh, uh, at a diner and have this one-to-one talk with uh, with johnny he's like uh, talk about what does it even mean to be like alive at this point because is he alive because he's a construct mm. uh, is and for me like that's again one of those moments that's so great and then this moment got fucking undercut because this game is loud okay i want to criticize the game for it. it's sometimes it's a bit too loud because there are ads and music all over the place and i remember me and johnny having the serious conversation and i just hear in the background organic <laughs> i was like please this was such a serious scene and then come the other one with the moaning lady uh, milf guard <laughs> With the yeah. moaning lady, and she just starts moaning. I'm not gonna moan, and she just starts moaning. I'm like, I'm just trying to enjoy this heart to heart with Johnny game. What are you doing? <laughs> what a loud game, dude! It's so yeah, loud, it's crazy, but I love it. Um, oh, yeah, me, me too. It has its issues, like, regardless, it's like one of those games I have a diff- difficult time, like, I have a difficult time recommending this game because I think it I takes us. Think- but I do think like it's a certain person like us who likes this sort of stuff that will enjoy it because it seems like people who normally don't like this kind of sci-fi uh, mm. don't seem to like this game think, as well I just and also the they played got, Male V so I think the game got a lot of bad press rightfully so yes and I think, rightfully so <laughs> I think the writing especially at the beginning can feel a bit grating Yes. I think it takes some commitment to get into it, but once yes. you do, I think people who like uh, video game stories and people who like sci-fi will yes. like this game. You just have yeah. to give it a fair shot because yes. the problems that we highlighted and that a lot of people notice in this game are there. You yeah. just have to push through a little bit and notice what is good about the game because the stuff that's good it is is so is good. very good. Like the yeah. stuff that's good is very good. Let's get to the endings. Okay. So, there are four main endings. Uh, different. There are four main. There are four epilogue epilogues, and I think uh, four well, different four, paths. Yeah, because like there are paths inside the endings as well. So depending yes. on what you chose, you have to choose like, another thing. Yeah. You choose a path to get to the ending. Yeah. Like, that is a couple of hours. It's quite a substantial mission. Yeah. yeah the ending and is. Then well. <laughs> after you've done the mission, you have a final choice that'll give you an epilogue after that. Um, I wanted to ask you just what what did you do? Like, okay, let's set it up. First, you basically you meet this uh, Hanako Arasaka, who is the second uh, daughter of the Arasaka family of the Arasaka Corporation, and she promises you that. If you help me restabilize the power structure within my corporation, I will uh, do some surgery on you and I will allow you to take the chip off so you don't die. That's the deal. Because you're dying during the game, as we said before. And basically, you can choose either to uh, listen to her and give in to her demands, or if you've done some side quests in the game with some specific characters, you can choose a different path and go in that direction. So the whole game, you're building up to this moment where you have found all the elements that you need to get rid of this chip. But in order to do that, you either have to trust Arasaka and let them do the surgery or break into the Arasaka Corporation 
and basically hack into this mega computer where uh, all the constructs, all the digitalized uh, consciousness of people are being held and use a program within that computer to essentially separate your consciousness from Johnny's and get back to your body. That's the basic setup. Yes. But within that, you can choose different directions to take, which was your, like, for me personally, the way I play RPGs, they have multiple endings. The first one I get, the first choice that I get is what I consider in my head, my canon in oh, ending. Yes. I feel like most people so, will Then agree I play with all you. the other ones as yeah. well, but for me, the first one is canon. Because yeah, so that's what you did when you went get? blind into it, yeah. Yeah, because uh, that's when I'm role-playing and I'm not just trying to complete the game. Yes. The one I chose uh, was... Um, I chose to go with Hanako at the Arasaka company. Mm. Um, okay. Johnny got angry at me. He was like, I would yeah. have nothing to do with you. Uh and I went to like, yeah, so we went to the space station and then it, it was this like fucking horrifying scene where they just kept doing experiments on me. There's like a, a, a lot of things happen in between as well. We have to go yeah. and you have to testify and say, yes, he killed Nobu Arasaka and all of that. But yeah, and they have to testify and they have to do all of this stuff. And uh, yeah, and then the experiment started and that part with the Rubik's Cube, we have to solve it. And then oh, they God. just keeps going and keeps going and i just kept getting more and more stressed i was like yes i chose the worst thing i could have chosen here now apparently uh, early in the game uh takemura died and apparently you can mm -hmm. save him and if you save him he will yeah. be part of this ending but you end up doing doing that and then, then i was like what the fuck am i doing uh what the fuck am I doing? Like, this wasn't what I thought was going to happen. Like, uh, I thought I was just going to win. But instead, no, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go into... Uh, I'm just going to remember, okay, what was it that Johnny taught me? Johnny taught me, like, don't trust these fuckers. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to mm -hmm. live out the last, the, the last, like, half year or whatever it is, like, uh, V has left of her life. Uh, and just go through the... What's it called? Uh, I just go back to Earth. Yeah. And that's how I ended. Like, I ended like, okay, I'm going to die on my own terms then. I messed up and I didn't learn the lesson that Johnny was trying to teach me. So, yes. For me, uh, the ending that I got was uh, the Pan Am ending. I, I had been become close friends with Pan Am. Oh, I just want to say all... the reason why I didn't choose uh, the Pan Am ending, for example, mm. was I didn't want her to die. I didn't feel yeah. like she should uh, sacrifice herself to me. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, I didn't want to involve Rogue because this was my body. Uh, and I don't yeah. think Rogue should have been part of it either. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think like, I, the Rogue yeah. ending is the best, the coolest one, though. I kind of like that one. I it's haven't done the Pan Am ending, though, so spoiler away. That's like the only one I haven't done. Because I um, wanted to play as a man and be in a relationship with her and then do the ending because I felt like, yeah. oh, it will give something extra, I don't know. So the Pan Am ending, what happens is you, Pan Am, you build this relationship throughout the game and then basically you're part of her clan of nomads, the Aldecaldos, as they're called. Um, and you, basically you, she tells you, whatever I can do to help you, I will do. Like, call me anytime, you're part of the clan. And so you decide, because I, in my head, I, I agreed with Johnny that I shouldn't trust Arasaka. 
Yeah. But at the same should. time, I, I didn't want to. I did want to play as V for the ending. I didn't want to give up my body to him, uh, even though I trusted him. Like I, I wasn't thinking he would do something bad, but I was thinking. I, I do want to go out on by myself. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die on my own terms and try to do it by myself. So basically, with you go to the Aldecaldo camp, and with them, you break into Arasaka using the old uh, underground stations. Basically, you mm. assault this base that Arasaka has, steal this giant drill that drills uh, underneath uh, Night City, and you get oh. to the to the old... Yeah, That's it's cool. really cool. It's a really cool mission. You use the tank as well. You know the tank that you steal with them? You pilot it in that mission and you use it to fight against Militech. It's so oh, cool. You cool. have to do yeah. it. It's great. Uh, you get into Arasaka. You have to fight Adam Smasher again. You always do. As always. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, you in, in you basically jack into Mikoshi, which is that mega computer that we were talking about. And then you're faced... Uh, with the final decision. Uh, Panam, by the way, lives. Uh, the people who die are some of the side characters of the... I can imagine uh, it was like Soul, whatever his name is. Yeah, Soul, Soul dies. And... Uh, but the other guy... What's the other guy's name? I can't remember. But the guy I like, he survives. So whatever. Soul dies, but Soul is kind of an asshole. Um, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> and... Basically, you at that point you break into Mikoshi and you're faced with a decision. Like Alt has used Soul Killer, which is this app, this not this app, this computer hack program, to destroy Mikoshi. And you're faced with a decision to either let Johnny take your body, and if you do, he's gonna survive because he the, the body is more Johnny than it is V, so he's gonna be able to survive. Or go back to your body, and you're eventually probably going to die in six months. That's what she tells you. Um, I chose to go back to my body and the epilogue that you get is basically you join the Alde Caldos definitively and Judy comes with you. If you've I've romanced her, there's this really cool scene where she's round a corner and I, I did not expect her to be in my epilogue. I thought, oh, well, I'm leaving Night City, so she's she's going to stay and that's the end of the relationship. Actually, she comes with you and the ending is you. Uh, with Judy and all of the other Caldos basically breaking uh, out of, you know, there's a border wall that surrounds Night City, mm. breaking out of that wall and just leaving and just going somewhere else. And I think there's also some dialogue where the other Caldos say, oh, we have some contacts in this place. I can't remember exactly. I think they mention an American city, but I'm not sure. Mm. And like, we're going to fight for it. You've got six, six months to live. We're going to try to find a way to, to save you. And so, mm. like, it's it is the like most, a hopeful it's, Yeah, it's kind of the most hopeful ending, even though it's bittersweet because you're still, like, you're dying. And, yeah. But still, like, Judy's with you and you join this gang of cool Mad Max people and you go off on another adventure. And so that's my favorite ending. It's Although, funny I do, my I do think the endings ending where just... you give... Johnny, the ending where you give Johnny your body is also really good. Oh, that's with the kid and when he's talking to the oh kid. Oh my god, yeah. He's it's good. so good. Uh, and when you go to the cemetery and he's like, thank you V, uh, I have a second chance at life or whatever. Oh my god. Thanks to you. Good. For me though, like that like horrifying ending that I got. Yeah. It's still like my favorite, I think. And I feel like it was like the mm. shock of it that I like. It was the shock of it. And also like how it kind of cemented 
the whole theme of the game, which is like this rebellion against these like giant corporate, like you trying to trust them, is basically the game said, have you been paying attention? Because I feel like that was that was what the game was saying. Have you been paying yeah. attention? All of these characters you've met are willing to help because you've sacrificed your life for them. They're just the least they can do for you. And they're all like, like the other characters don't really have like a personal score with Arasaka, but Rogue does, for example. Like the going to Rogue makes total sense because he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still not like, yeah. done with these uh, people. I, yeah. I want to get there in there, and I want to like. Finished. Also, oh, when you when you let Johnny have the body and the actress has to do a Keanu Reeves impression and you hear oh. both of their voices together, so that was good. I was like, oh, this is amazing. So good. Like you and can she does, just, yeah, yeah. Like she does the Keanu Reeves tone so yeah. well, but she's a woman, so it sounds like weird because it's just yeah. opposed with both she, voices. She kind of talks like this, and she has like she this just slows down. She just slows down, and it sounds so because it sounds like she's just making fun of him actually. Yeah, but it works because you're like, oh yeah, this this yeah, amazing. It's so good. I want you to talk about the, the the worst ending in the game that you did on stream, which kind of broke me and you. <laughs> the worst ending in the game is like when you're faced with this big decision of who you want to ask to help. Uh, oh, by the way, the rogue ending where you give Johnny your body and him and Rogue break into Arasaka. And then again, you're faced with the same decision on whether as jo- it's cool because it's as Johnny, you can either give back the body to V or decide to mm-hmm. keep the body and V moves on to cyberspace. Um, and by the way, in cyberspace, I think the idea is that she will survive to some extent. Yeah, she's going to be like alt, I f- yeah. think. She's going to become an AI of sorts. Yeah. Or be joined with alt. It's it's unclear, but I, I think maybe we'll understand it more further down the line. But yeah, faced with this decision, with either trusting Arasaka, uh, trusting Rogue, or, or asking for help uh, from Pan Am, you can also decide to just shoot yourself. And if you do, it's like super depressing because like not only you do you die but you get an epilogue where you see people grieving over you um at all of the endings during the credits have these like uh voicemail messages from mm. all of the characters that you've met within the game and depending on what kind of a relationship you've built with them the messages will be longer or shorter and in the suicide ending like judy is just broken because you're the second person that she really cares about who committed suicide in the game within the span of the story of the game which is a few weeks then pan am is incredibly angry at you and and like uh you get the scene where mama wells prays for you because you killed you. it's like just absolutely heart shattering um though to some extent i thought it was a good ending as well because it's like i could see how oh regardless of what i do people are going to die and you know or i'm going to aid this giant corporation fuck it i'm just going to shoot myself like it still kind of fits in the game i think all of the endings though different uh do fit in the game and and i really like them uh, i think yes. my favorite is still the, is still the one that i talked about at the beginning just because it's the one that made sense for how i was playing my character yeah and i feel like that's why my favorite was also because it made yeah. sense for her because yeah and at the end of the day like she was still like skeptical of him uh, mm-hmm. of john even though i loved him uh, so mm-hmm. it made sense uh, I feel like one of the endings I like the most is the the opposite one of uh, the one you were talking about with Johnny, where mm. you, oh yeah, you, there's that one yeah. as well. 
Yeah, you keep the body. Yes, and I feel like that ending for me is like, it's so f- like over the top. It also makes sense in the context of the story. Like to be yeah. one, and she's like, I have nothing else in my life than this. I might as well continue. And yeah. then it kind of ends on like this weird note where like, oh, DLC maybe? I don't know. I want to see what happens next. Like, I know it's not going to be in DLC or whatever, but I'm like, oh, I really want to know what happens after this point because this point yeah. is pretty cool. But yeah, all of the endings are... Also, I'm trying and... to be vague right now because Joe is sitting. I know she's like listening with headphones on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She walked in while I was talking about ending stuff, and she actually wants to play the game. But hey, we spot one yeah. ending out of like a million, so <laughs> yeah, cares? it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think overall the endings are quite good to a story that I thought was quite good. Um, as final thoughts on the game, because I feel like we've talked about it. Yeah, we almost have the two-hour mark now. Um, well, yeah, but I, I love this game. I could talk about it for another hour if we just go through all the side jobs and cool stuff. Um, what do you think uh, will happen now? Because, like, I, we CDPR has said that throughout the year they will be dropping uh, kind of smaller but story-focused DLC, and then mm. next year we'll be getting big story expansions in the same way uh, as we, paid expansions in the same way as Witcher 3, which, by the way, I trust that they're going to be a decent amount of good uh, story content because the Witcher 3 expansions were fucking amazing, as we said. And they were better than the main game. Yeah, and they yeah, learned... they were so good. Because at that I... point, the game was so polished and they furthered what the game could be. And even, like, the fact that it was a shorter story allowed you to have more choices. I think for me, at least, uh, what I want to see, like... I... I think the free DLC is going to be the first step in really... Min- like, the patches were, like, the first step to really mending this game and being like, no, we're committed. Because they've said they're committed to this game. Oh, yeah. What I want also, to see... like, despite all the backlash, the game yeah. sold, like, 14 million copies. Already. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Like, so they have the money to actually work. And there weren't as many, as many refunds as one might have thought, actually. Yeah. But, no, I want them, like... This is them trying to save their reputation. And we've seen that happen before with games that mm-hmm. turn it around by the end. Like, look at Battlefront 2, for example. The backlash in Battlefront 2 was enormous. Rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, and they or even t- No Man's Sky. Well, that was my next point. No Man's Sky. Yeah. Rightfully so, the backlash was insane to that game because they lied. They lied so much about what was going to happen in the game. And then to switch it around, they actually fixed it and released the product that people wanted thing is we already bought the game so when it's uh, like more fixed and has more content like we were there from the beginning it's not going to be like an issue we don't have to go out and buy the game again and be like oh is it worth it this mm-hmm. time um what i really want is like they, they have to like fix their reputation i feel like the patches is a good first step because the game is running better now like even mm-hmm. on pc i can tell the game is running better mm-hmm. what i want from them now is like uh, more story content specifically because apparently the idea was that this was going to be their gta online and they were going to do an online like game that Mm -hmm. takes place in night city and that's cancelled now apparently yeah because they said like the whole team is focused yeah good good like don't gta online is 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 the biggest for a reason it's fucking gta online you're not gonna beat that focus on making story things because that's what cdpr are good at yeah. Focus on story missions. You know what works in this game. You know what doesn't work. You've seen people's reactions. Mm-hmm. Use that feedback to make something cool. I feel like that's uh, that's how I feel at least about 
I can love this. My my question is, um, you know how Witcher Three, the especially the second expansion, was basically a sequel to the game because like yeah. it kind of continues Geralt's story and it gives you a conclusion where you get the house at the end or whatever. Oh. And, it's like, and he looks in the camera and been like, "It's been a fun ride." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, been cool." <laughs> Thanks, See you girls. the next one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if this game can do that because, like, all of the endings that we've just talked about are so mm. conclusive in one way or the other. Yeah, I think all story you'll see is going to be right before you got to meet Hanako at Embers. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Because like, I, what I want is expansions like The Witcher, and I don't know if they can figure out a cool way to do it based on how, on which ending you got in your latest save file. Here's one way you could do it. You make a new ending, and that ending, when you finish it, it, it goes into DLC. That, uh, that, like, that's one way I could think of. And that's like one way you can make an excuse for why uh, Keanu isn't in the game anymore, if they can't bring him back, for example. Mm. They're like, oh, you go through this ending, you say, but oh, now there's this different thing that V has to fix. And then you do that, yeah. and Johnny isn't there anymore. That's one way you could do it, I think. Uh, I'd really do that. Yeah, because like Fallout, kind of, the Fallout 3 first like major expansion pack uh also like that ending you 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 died in the end and they change it to like oh no you actually survived and then this happens so they but went that, in and changed the ending to the the original endings though to some extent yes that's what i'm yes. worried about it will and but it's like part of me thinks that they could figure out a way to make the endings regardless of what ending you got somehow like either you know if johnny's in cyberspace alt and johnny find a way to come back and help you fix your brain or whatever and that's the mm. story of the dlc or you know if you've left with the elder caldos same thing like you get a message from night city oh like alt figured out a way to keep johnny alive come and they want to help you <laughs> and you go back to night city like you you went to cyberspace now Johnny has the body, but you from cyberspace, cyberspace contact Johnny. Oh, there's a way that I can get my body back and we can both, this, whatever it is. Mm. Like, I would love for them to try to do that. Because um, I don't think this game is going to get a direct But sequel. here's the thing I want to say about that, though. Because mm. what you're saying makes sense until you realize something. In order mm. for the story to move on, like you're saying it's going to move on, you would have to go play the ending one more time. Because your save yes. file is always before the ending. For sure. But like so, the thing is the gate where the game puts you back in the open world, it only takes an hour to do to pick wherever ending whichever yeah, but ending you wanna you go. Prefer. But you're not gonna make the players go and finish the game one more time. I don't think so. Mm. Unless they do something new. I don't think they're gonna make you go through the ending one more time. Right. One just well, one more gig tube. But you know, that being said, if it's even just story stuff that is before the ending, I'm I'm still down for it because everything that has is has been story related, I really liked. So I, I I'm excited for whatever. Like I want to be in this game, and I've run out of all of the content that it has. And now so whatever to, you give me, I'm gonna play. Time it. to mod the game. <laughs> time to what? Mod the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on PS5 though. Yeah. Time to buy a PC to mod the game. Yeah, only for this game. Okay. Okay. I think we burnt uh, the city. Uh, we've uh, successfully nuked the mega corporations or whatever. No more. And... 
Please drop no more Arasaka in the comment sections. No more you... Arasaka in the comment sections. Yeah. Uh, yes. Islam. Yes. That was episode seven of the I'm So Tired podcast. I'm so tired. And if people want to watch us live, they can find us at twitch.tv slash idbuy, which is Islam's Twitch channel. Uh, yes. You can also search for IDBuy on YouTube if you want to see a video version of the podcast that we'll publish in, you know, a few days after, usually a day or two after we record. And you can find us on audio um, podcast apps, uh, whatever podcast app you use, we're probably on it. Or you can find all the links at uh, anchor.fm slash I'm so tired. And let me tell you, I am very tired tonight. Yes, me too. So, yeah. Bye. We did it. <laughs> Say it with me, everyone. I'm so I'm tired. So tired.